Hey everybody, welcome to Food and Flights. This is episode 13, Downtown Java. Let's get ready for takeoff. This month, we are going to talk about coffee, and we had a really awesome podcast planned for you, but our plans kind of fell through. It was nothing. It wasn't our fault. We were going to go to a festival in Lansing called the Coffee Capital uh, Festival, but they canceled it last minute, so we kind of had to improvise. We still have an awesome episode planned, uh, but it wasn't 100% what we wanted to do. Yeah, so this month, we're focusing around coffee because it is getting to be you know that fall season where that pumpkin spice latte is coming out for all of you who like pumpkin spice okay so let's start off with just like a few coffee facts first let's go off with that um do you want to do the first one shelby yes so coffee beans are actually berries almost like a cherry that can be found on flowering shrubs you can also just eat the coffee berries So a lot of people, when they think of coffee beans, you know, they just think of the bean. They don't think that it actually comes from a berry, but in fact, the bean is in the berry. And I didn't know this, but you can just eat the berries. I think that's kind of weird, but. Which, yeah, I think this is kind of crazy how just the human population has actually like found out about different types of food because like you would never eat a cherry and then be like, oh, maybe this seed would taste good if I dried yeah. it, crumpled it up, yeah. and then like poured some hot water into it. Yeah, we're so, going to get into how coffee was found, and it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, so I just think that's like, that's very interesting. Okay, so fact number two, 10 million tons of coffee are produced each year, and only two states in the U.S. can grow coffee due to the climate. Shelby, can you guess which two? So, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Okay, so Hawaii and California, which kind of makes sense. That does make sense. When you think about it. Um, Hawaii is known for its Kona coffee, which it's coffee grown in, um, actually on a volcano, which is really interesting. Yeah, so fun fact, going back to our most recent podcast, A Bucket List Travel, I talked about this volcano mountain, the Mauna Loa. It is actually the biggest mountain in the or tallest mountain in the world but because half of it sits underwater it's not counted but this is where all the coffee is like grown okay so yeah this area has like black volcanic soil which is I guess perfect conditions for a coffee tree which is crazy and I actually there's something similar to this I believe it's not Hawaii um it's somewhere in Europe but but there's a type of flower that grows like perfectly on the side of this volcano so it kind of reminds me of like something similar to that But it first started as an experiment, um, and actually in California, so going over to California now, it's grown aside avocado groves. Yep. So this first started as an experiment, um, and apparently California is not really normally prime for coffee growing, but this whole method has since been proven successful. So farmers actually make irrigation systems to help the coffee plants thrive, which is kind of crazy because it's almost like a man-made process in some sense. Right, and I didn't realize that uh, you can't really grow coffee. Like, I thought that, like, lots of places grew it, but 
no, a lot of it's just imported. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy. All right, I have some fun questions to ask. I know coffee is pretty much okay. a big part of both of our lives. I drink it every day. I believe you drink it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could ha- drink a cup of coffee with anybody in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Um, I mean, I want to say somebody like really like either inspirational or someone who could tell like a really good story. Yeah. Uh, just like the musician inside me, yeah. I think it would be really cool to share a cup of coffee with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, I think he just has like a lot to tell and I think it's really cool that like he wasn't famous like at a young age or like right away. And so just hearing about that like transition phase and I just think it'd be really cool. And then also once again, the musician inside me, I think it would be cool to like you know, grab a guitar, jam a little, and have a cup of coffee. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, I think a lot of awesome conversations and things happen over coffee. Yeah, so. exactly. So why not Ed Sheeran? Uh, what about you? So um, mine, they're not super, super famous. I don't know if a lot of people know them, but uh, Lindsay Chrisley and Kale Lowry have a podcast called Coffee Combos, and they have it every, it comes out every single week. And I just think that, like, some of the topics they talk about, it's just, I mean, straight girl talk, and I think it would just be fun to have a cup of coffee with them and just chat. I'm sure they have some great conversations, too. Like, just from all the episodes that they've done, I'm sure they have some great stories. Yes. Okay, next, what is your Starbucks or Dunkin' order, I guess, or wherever you go to get coffee? Hmm. Okay, well, recently I've been really into, I love iced coffee. I like hot coffee, too, but um, ice is usually my go-to, even in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. I really like um, the cold brews, actually. Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of Dunkin's. I do like <laughs> Starbucks uh, cold brews a lot. I am not a fan, though, of the pumpkin spice latte cold brew or whatever oh, really? it's called. Yeah, I had it, and normally what I like about the cold brew is it's not super sweet. Like, it actually tastes like coffee, and then it has, like, a hint of, you know, I mean, it's not creamer, but, like, it almost has that, like, hint of creamer, so you can, you know, kind of have that taste. But the pumpkin spice one is just so sweet that, I'll be honest, I don't think I'll ever get it again. However, that apple crisp... The apple crisp macchiato from Starbucks? Yes. Um, Not a cold brew. Uh, I can't have apples, unfortunately, because I'm a little bit allergic to them. But I did have a sip of yours, and that was really good. So I wish I could have apples, because that would... That would definitely be a go-to. Yeah. Okay, what about you? Um, I don't really like the cold brews as much. I don't know. I think it's a lot of coffee, and Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not a big fan. Um, I'm a Dunkin' gal. Yes. (laughs) As probably many of you who personally know me know me. Um, that I love Dunkin'. Um, I, if I go to Starbucks or Dunkin', it's always an iced caramel macchiato pretty much the whole time. That's a good go-to for me. Yeah, Yeah. if I, if I don't know what to get, I'm always looking for an iced caramel macchiato. Yeah. Okay, how often do you drink coffee? Um, well, I would say I, I usually drink it in the morning before work. Yeah. Um, I actually like the taste of coffee, so even if, like, if I'm not feeling the caffeine and I just want, I'll just get decaf because mm-hmm. I like the taste of coffee. Otherwise, I'm drinking like three cups of coffee and I'm starting to get jittery in the morning or like I, my metabolism, like I just don't want to eat. So yeah, uh, I would say though, usually once a day during the weekends, it's like coffee is almost like a treat. Like, do okay, I, I, do I go I get it or no? It was like. <laughs> coffee during the weekday is medicinal coffee on the weekend is recreational and I was like I've never related so hard to something in my life yes exactly 
Um, I drink coffee every day as well. Uh, before work, I've been actually been drinking it because it's starting to get a little colder in the mornings in okay. Michigan. Um, however, I will also drink it at work. Uh, just regular like hot coffee with creamer or sugar or whatever. Um, yeah. I do have a ritual on Saturday mornings where I go and get my coffee from Dunkin' before I run my errands. And sometimes I'll get Dunkin' like maybe once before work during the week. The work uh, week. But um, yeah, every day for sure. Have you ever had the point where you've like stopped drinking coffee for maybe just like a week and you get a headache? Oh, yes. Like okay. I, if I do not drink coffee, and this is so terrible to say, I feel it. Like oh. I will get to like two or three o'clock and I'm like, I just don't feel like I just don't have no motivation. Like I feel like I've been like sluggish. So I'm 100% Yeah, addicted. see, I don't really have that um, as often. Like usually for, because I am Catholic, so like I participate in Lent and that's always like a good go-to of like let's give up you know coffee for 40 days and I mean it's hard because I like the taste but honestly I think there's only one time I've like gotten a headache because I haven't drank coffee so that always like reassures me like okay you're not too addicted to coffee and also coffee doesn't really wake me up like oh really caffeine yeah like caffeine does like if I drink like those bang energies or something like that'll wake me up but Coffee itself, unless I drink, like, three or four cups on an empty stomach and I start feeling, like, jittery, that's the only time I ever actually, like, feel the caffeine kick in. Like, I could wake up in the morning and not drink coffee and I would be fine. I don't feel sluggish. I don't... I literally just drink it for the taste. Yeah, my body is really sensitive to caffeine and I definitely, like, feel it once I... Like, three sips in. I'm like, yep. (laughs) We're ready. Life. We are firing on all cylinders. <laughs> okay, all right. When did you start drinking coffee? Um, you know what? I don't really remember. I know when I was younger, um, I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, I think actually when I went to Europe for the first time, I was like, oh. when I went to Europe, I think I want to say that was like one of the first times. Um, everybody was a little bit older than me, so they were drinking coffee and. I was like, sure, why not? And when you go to Europe, too, it's not so sugary. Like, it's not like a Starbucks yeah. drink. It's not sugary. Right. It's like black coffee. Yeah. Um, we add so then I sugar came, to everything here in America. Yeah. So then I came back, and um, I want to say I didn't really start, like, actively drinking coffee, though, till college, when I actually yeah. had, like, access to things like Starbucks, Java City. Thing, right. You know, yeah, when like you that. grew up in uh, northern Michigan. In the middle of nowhere and the nearest. We didn't even have a Starbucks, actually. Um, I mean, geez, like probably the closest Starbucks was like an hour and a half away. Well, I agree with you. Growing up, I didn't have Starbucks either. I think my first time ever having Starbucks was in college because there was one on campus. Yeah. But I feel like my iced coffee addiction did not start until I started working in corporate America because like oh. in college it was like it was different because like I had classes at 11 or whatever so like I didn't feel like I needed to depend on coffee as much but like now that I have a routine I'm like yeah I have to get up early every morning okay. I look Cam- forward to that first sip of coffee yeah Cameron actually worked at a coffee shop so sometimes like depending on what time it was I would actually go into the coffee shop and like instead of going to the library I would go to the coffee shop and I would work on homework for like three hours and so that was like probably where the addiction started because I'd be like oh I'll take a coffee like and that happened almost every other day so then it was like okay this is good okay do we want to go back to some facts real quick yes okay do you want to go first or do you want me to go ahead okay so espresso comes from the Italian word pressed out and describes both the drink and the process. So espresso, espresso, excuse me, is essentially ground coffee beans that are compacted. And these beans are usually a darker roast. 
So high pressured water is ran through the grounds to extract the flavor, producing this shot of liquid, which we know is espresso. Um, espresso has a higher fat content than regular filtered coffee, and it's often used as a base for many specialty coffee drinks, such as lattes, cappuccinos, and macchiatos. And it takes about 42 beans to make one shot of espresso, which is kind of crazy to think about. I yes. mean, that's a lot of beans, even though they're, they're small. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, so the most expensive coffee in the world is, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Kopi Loak, and it originates in Indonesia. The mm. production involves palm ship civets, and this is an Asian animal. Kind of reminds me of like a lemur and a cat mixture, or like a, a cat and a monkey mixture. Okay. Um, so this process involves the uh, palm civets eating the cherry, the coffee cherry. Do I want to know where this cherry is going? Berry. You have probably have a good guess. Do I even want to um, know? And they secrete the bean. Oh my god! Yeah. So the process Why? can also. I, I don't know. I'm not. You know, I'm not sure. Like who, who found came this? Up with this. Um. I don't know if maybe there's an easier way to get the bean out of the barrier. Maybe that people just buy it because they think, oh, it's been through an animal. I don't know. The process can also be completed by elephants, though. Oh dear God. So two pounds can cost you about anywhere from seven hundred to a thousand dollars. This can be this can make for a very expensive cup of coffee, uh, from about thirty to fifty dollars a cup. Okay, first so, off. So okay, but hold on. I couldn't find anything that like why it's so good. Like I don't know if it like just tastes better or if I think it's literally just the process that makes it so expensive. Okay, well, a couple things to note here. Yeah. One, going back to our facts earlier, um, how do people even come up with this? Like, who gave these coffee beans to this animal, had them poop it out, and then be like, oh, it, this seems like a good idea to grind this up and try it. Like, this just absolutely blows my mind. Second thing, what kind of animal torture is going on here? <laughs> Where they're feeding these animals coffee beans yeah. and then waiting for them to poop them out. Like, Okay, that is probably this that prob we should have saved that one for last because that had to have topped any coffee fact oh. I think either of us ever would have found. So kudos oh, to you. Okay, well, I have a question: that. Would you drink a cup of this coffee? Honestly, I would have to look more into this process because, to be honest, I don't like, think I would. I don't think I would either, just because I think it's kind of weird, and I don't like. What company has all these lemur cat animals? Like, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I, think I, I don't weird. think it's, yeah, I don't think it's in the United States. I think it's a lot of, like, South American. I have seen things on, like, um, Tasty or uh, just, like, food, you know, channels and things like yeah. that where people will go and try to get, like, the most expensive cocktails around the world or the most expensive coffee. I've yeah. seen coffee before. Um, and I have seen, I, I believe it was on Tasty, but... I've never seen or heard anything like this. So once again, this this fact tops it all for okay. sure. Okay, do we want to kind of go over towards like our reviews? Yeah, so we went to two different uh, coffee places downtown Detroit today. Uh, the first one is the Roasting Plant. Do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about that place? Yeah, sure. So the Roasting Plant is, um, Cameron and I had actually gone here before, so I was kind of excited to take Shelby to it because um, you had never been there before, right? I have not. Okay, so this, the Roasting Plant's located on um, 660 Woodward Avenue in Detroit, um, just to kind of, like, it's actually right in, um, uh, what do you call it, Campus Marshes. 
So it's in that like general area. Yeah. There was actually an event going on, which was which was kind of cool. But the roasting plant, what's so cool about it is actually when you walk in, so you get to see all these like tubes of different types of coffee. And what the roasting plant really prides itself on is the freshness. Because after about uh, two weeks, the freshness kind of supposedly goes away on coffee. So they want to make sure that their coffee beans are completely, you know, as fresh as they can be for you. So it's cool because when you walk in, you get to see all these different tubes of different types of coffee and where they came from. And they just have a massive selection. And then when you actually order coffee, you can see these coffee beans go through the tubes which is kind of cool. Which, Shelby, you didn't get to see it, unfortunately. Um, but Cameron and I have seen it yeah. before, and it, it was really cool. So when you go up, um, I guess, what was your impressions of it? Because you, this was the first time you had been there. Yeah, so when you walk in it, like, other than seeing beans in these tubes, I wouldn't think it's a coffee place. Like, it's very, the theme is kind of, like, blue. It's kind of, like, industrial. It doesn't remind you of, like, a cozy coffee place. Um, yeah, I it was a little that. bit smaller than what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, there wasn't too many people there, though. But, I mean, it was pretty cool. It's definitely nothing that you normally see in, you know, a regular coffee shop. Yeah, so it does have that industrial look. Um, I would, will say, though, that it doesn't remind me of, like the library kind of like you were saying like it doesn't remind it's me not of the like typical... bring a cozy book or laptop it's no like you said it's like yeah industrial um it is cool because it is right in one of detroit's like center downtown areas so it is in a very popular location a lot of people walk by it this is actually a really well-known place um in uh detroit and then I would say that their menu, like, they do pride themselves more on the coffee beans instead of the variety. So... It's more, like, brewed coffee. Yes. Um, so I actually got a, an iced mocha, uh, and I really liked it. I thought it was... It wasn't too sweet. It wasn't... It it still had that, like, nice coffee flavor to it where I didn't think it was too sweet. I uh, I'm not a big, like... I can taste the difference between different types of coffee, but to be honest, I'm not, like okay, this one was from Colombia, and this one, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference between that. Yeah. Um, I know Cameron and I have gone there before and gotten different types of roasts, which was kind of fun. But what did you get, Shelby? I got an iced vanilla latte. Okay. It was pretty good. It was really smooth. Um, it was a little sweet. So I know sometimes, um, for example, when I go to Big B Coffee, which is kind of a Michigan-based coffee for anybody who's outside of Michigan, their espresso is a very, uh, to me, very strong and can kind of be overpowering when you get like a specialty drink like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this place, it was very, it was mixed. Um, it was very sweet and it was good. I mean, I almost, I think I drank like the whole, whole thing basically in like a half hour. Um <laughs> It was good. I, I would go there again, I guess, uh, if I was given the choice. Um, but I was kind of expecting a little bit, like, to taste a little bit more of the espresso. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, a um, franchise coffee, kind of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you can um, sit outside. They do have a couple little tables that you can sit at, or you can sit inside. Or, because it is right near Campus Marshes, you can actually take your coffee to go walk around that area. There's a lot of stuff to do around there, so it is in a very prime location. But yeah, if you're ever in the area, definitely go to the roasting plant. Um, really cute place. Okay, do we want to go over some more coffee facts? Let's do it. Okay. All right, so 
The largest cup of coffee was created in Colombia in 2019. It held about 23,000 liters of coffee, which produces about 96,000 cups. And 50 people, it took 50 people more than a month to make it. So um, it actually set a Guinness World Record for the largest cup of coffee, which is kind of insane if you think about it. Um, I feel like this was probably one of those things where they're like, okay, we need to break a Guinness World Record. Yeah, I think it was. I've seen, you know, a lot of those with, I think we talked about it in our hot dog episode. Um, There was one similar to that. Um, I've also seen the, the cookies where people will yeah. try to bake like the biggest, the biggest cookie. cookie. Um, this reminds me of, was it Bruce Almighty? Yeah. Remember? <laughs> That's the yeah. way the, the cookie, cookie crumbles. crumbles. <laughs> okay. So if you could guess what country consumes the most coffee, what would you, where would you think it would be? I feel like it would be like Colombia or something. Cause you're always hearing about like yeah. Colombian coffee or yeah. Right. No, not the case. Okay. I figured <laughs> Finland consumes the most coffee. So this is really interesting. Coffee is a huge part of their culture there. Uh, They have coffee breaks throughout the day. So like kind of how like people take like cigarette breaks or, you know. (laughs) Nope, they have coffee breaks where it's literally dedicated to drinking coffee. Uh, They also drink coffee with basically almost every meal. Um, Some sources I found said that they drink anywhere from six to eight cups a day. I would be on the floor. I would be dead. That would make me want My to heart would off. be pounding. Like, how do they do it? Um, so once I kind of started thinking about it and researching it a little bit more, it kind of made sense because Finland is a place that can be pretty dark and pretty cold in most months. Okay. And yeah, so it kind of makes sense. They want to warm up with a cup of coffee and they want to stay awake when it's dark. So, I mean, yeah, I would probably be, the, I would probably be drinking six to eight cups as well. Um, okay. So did it say are any of them decaf? So they're not like having heart attacks. No, I think it's caffeinated. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm sure some people do drink decaf, but uh, well, I just keep going back to the thought of like, you know, in the UK. Well, no, but like think of like tea. You know, like when you go to like the UK, like people, even though it's not common all the time, but I remember like when I was in Ireland, we would have like decaf tea a lot because you just drink so much of it with every meal all the time. It was like, okay, here's some decaf. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I think it's, I think they just drink it regular. Yeah. So they have, uh, they have specific names for when they drink or specific phrases for when they drink their coffee. Okay. So some of them are like morning coffee, day coffee, evening coffee, sauna coffee, farewell coffee, metal (laughs) coffee. So like when you win a sporting event. I was going to say, wait, what is metal coffee? Election coffee. So coffee drink after voting an election. I think that's crazy and that just shows how much they rely on coffee in their culture and I think that we need to take a trip and really you know experience coffee in Finland yeah okay going back to the election coffee all I can think about is like walking into the polls casting my vote (laughs) and then walking out and then being like here's your cup of coffee like in in, like in America you get a sticker yeah but but in Finland you get a cup cup of coffee coffee. exactly they they make it a sticker too I was gonna say honestly I would I think I'll just take the cup of coffee because I got to the polls (laughs) so early in our last election that a cup of coffee would have just been like so refreshing well also coffee is expensive like if people are giving out free coffee like Heck yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody said it was free. Well, you know, I don't know. You just But election coffee sounds, I mean, I maybe there's a discount free. for exercising your civil duty, I don't know. Do you think it's like that though or do you think it's like 
it's just like a thing where like, like okay after yeah like after Maybe. we vote let's all get together for instead of tea and crumpets like <laughs> coffee maybe and i, I don't, don't know. know what else. we'll have to investigate yeah. a little bit more and report we'll keep back. you guys updated on this <laughs> on this finland coffee consumption okay so the next uh coffee place we went to is called madcap um they have two locations if you're from michigan you may have been to the one in grand rapids i believe it's a bigger uh kind of like their main location. The one we went to is in Detroit, and it's a part of the Shinola Hotel. I do want to note, though, that on their website, it says that they're in the hotel, but they actually aren't in the hotel. They have their own separate door. Uh, I think it might just be, like, in the same building. Yeah, so the address is 1413 Farmer Street, Detroit, which if you actually go over to the hotel, um, you kind of just turn around the corner and there's actually a really nice um, alleyway Mm -hmm. that has a bunch of stuff. There's a speakeasy bar there. There's um, There's tables and chairs. Yeah, super cute. Um, But yeah, do you want to describe it a little bit more? Yeah, so uh, from their website, it says, Madcap Coffee began with a friendship and a common desire, making amazing coffee and sharing with others, which I think is what a lot of people base their coffee shops on is like relationships. Um, so it was started by Trevor and Ryan. They're the owners. Uh, they really pride themselves on, um, knowing coffee. It says that they basically, they do a lot of research. Sounds like they travel to find the best roast. Uh, they drink every single, or they try every single batch that they sell. Uh, they do sell their coffee wholesale, which I believe, uh, the roasting plant did as well. So you can buy bags of beans and have them grind them up or grind them at home. Mm -hmm. Um, so the word madcap means unconventional unconventional and they say that's what describes their people at madcap uh it's kind of heart and soul so i i think it's interesting that they say unconventional because when we walked into this coffee place it was very bare yeah i mean very minimalistic so minimalistic and i think that's the theme they're definitely going for it wasn't like we just walked it wasn't like like, come in and stay a while (laughs) no it was (laughs) That's a good way to put it. That's well, a very yeah, good way to put it. Right, because in the middle, they had um, long tables, but there wasn't bar stools. So it's like you could stand right. and drink. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with COVID. I don't 100% know. Uh, they did have bar stools on the side that you could sit, but there was a lot of empty space. Yeah, but you guys know when you like, when you walk into something and it's very, it almost reminds you, okay, of like an art gallery. Yeah. You walk in. Everything is pure white, and then you have a couple, like, things on the wall, and that's it. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. When you walked in, it was very white, very clean, and then there was, you know, the very products. Modern, yeah. yeah. the products that they sell, a couple little paintings, and then you walk up to get your drink, and like you said, there weren't really anywhere to sit. You could sit outside, though. There were a ton of benches outside, so it could have been a COVID thing, but very minimalistic. Very clean, though. Yeah, very clean. I mean, it was nice. They were fast and friendly. Um, They did have kind of a big menu behind them, but it wasn't very specific. And they did have a seasonal menu, but it was only once you got up to the register. So it was kind of hard to like decide what you wanted. So when we got up there, we were like, oh, we don't know. Um, So I got the Mold Magic and this was off their seasonal menu. And I will say I ordered it thinking it had coffee in it. It indeed did not have coffee in it, so... Um, it looked like a beer. <laughs> it did, and I apologize to our listeners that I can't kind of give you a better review. However, um, it was good, so it's it was made of uh, cascara, 
cinnamon, honey, and rosemary. So it tasted kind of like a cider. It wasn't alcoholic, though. No. Um, it kind of reminded me of a tea. Yeah, it was like a tea, cider. It, it was a good alternative if somebody maybe didn't want coffee. However, I ordered it thinking it had coffee in it. So anyway, there's that. Yeah, I definitely would have liked it, I think, if if I would have known you were ordering that. Like, if we weren't doing this whole coffee review yeah. thing, I would have liked it because we went to the roasting plant first. So I already kind of had my coffee kick. And then going there, I was like, Shelby, give me your drink. Yeah. Um, okay, so I ordered the Coco Cabana. And um, this is a spiced mocha with cinnamon, nutmeg, and um, it's like a, a chili. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, this, it, the the description kind of just, like, describes it all of it. You take a drink of it, and it had this little bit of a spice to it, which I think was, like, the perfect amount of spice, where if you're not into spicy things, it's not going to, you know, get you right. that way. It just yeah. has, like, this little kick, and I actually really liked it. I would definitely order it again. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it more than the drink I got. It reminded me of, like, hot chocolate and... Um, but, like, a kick. Like, like coffee mix, but not, like, a mocha, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to try their... They had another one that was, like, a banana special. I just wanted to try it to see something different because th- they ended up not having it um, available. But Madcap's basic menu is very... It's basic. There's, you know... Yeah. The espresso americano like all that in there so when they actually said they had specialty drinks i was like oh cool let's do that because roasting plant actually didn't have that which i was kind of surprised like it was just i would say if you're really into coffee and trying coffees from different areas of the world go to roasting plant because there's just a whole board of different areas you can choose from and they're all like right in front of you so you can see all of it i would say madcap for me at least, was more of, I don't know, kind of like a treat. Like, I think it was, I was, yeah. wasn't was expecting that, you know, especially with the minimalistic look. I was kind of thinking the opposite, that roasting plant would be more, oh, here's some specialty drinks that we have. I agree. Where yeah. Madcap would be, you know, the other way around. And Madcap, it also, uh, they're kind of on a corner. They did have a pickup window, so I do think you can order ahead um, and pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. Roasting Plant, I don't think, had that. No, Roasting Plant, you can get DoorDash, though. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. So, if you had to choose to go back to one, which one Ooh, would you pick? Oh, this is tough. Okay. Roasting Plant had a really... I mean, I didn't get coffee from Madcap, although I did taste yours, so I have regrets. But um, I think I would go back to Madcap. Yeah, I think I would, too. If I, I don't wanted, think I was, like, satisfied. Like, I want to try more. Yeah, I think if I wanted to get, like a bag of beans yeah. I would go to roasting plant I agree um because I just th- thought the variety there was awesome but if I want to get a good like just cup of coffee to drink on my way to work or whatever I would go to madcap yeah excuse me okay let's go back to some fun facts all right do you want to go first yeah so fact number seven coffee can help you live longer of course, not when you add pounds of cream and sugar, like basically all of us do. Um, it does have antioxidants that fight oxidative damage, and coffee also has a chlorogenic acid that may turn on genes that increase insulin sensitivity and reduce the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Mm. Um, and only one or one cup of black coffee only has one calorie. So sometimes when you see um, people trying to diet or even diet plans, they do say to drink coffee because it can actually be healthy for you. Okay, I was going to say, I did know about the black coffee only having one calorie because 
I do drink coffee quite a bit. And when I was like eating healthier and everything, I was like, okay, I'm just going to stick to like black coffee because I'll only want like one cup and it doesn't have very many calories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I had it for a while, but then I like slowly started adding like some milk to it. And now yeah. I like, kind of add some creamer every now and then. <laughs> but I switch it up every now and then. Okay. Coffee dates back to 800 AD. It seems to have all started when uh, goat herders actually noticed the effects of caffeine on their goats who appeared to dance after eating the fruit off of the coffee plant. So... Yeah, so when we were talking about the most expensive coffee, I think that they can, like, they know how coffee was, you know, founded. So I think that having this process is kind of like a old process, and that's what makes it so expensive. It's literally just the process. Yeah, and isn't that crazy? That's how that coffee was found? Because yeah. goats ate the bean, and then they were all jittery because they had caffeine. Which, okay, this once again is just crazy to me because they're an animal. Sometimes animals just act, you know, like, I mean, my dog will randomly be sporadic. He gets the zoomies sometimes, you know. So it's like, it had to have happened quite a bit for them to be like, okay, when they eat this specific plant, they're just like all hype, you know. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of going back to this like, okay, if an animal ate, like, marijuana, like, they, you know what I mean? Like, just the the effects of different things, like, I just find it crazy because caffeine, at least for me, like I said, it doesn't do much. So for these goats to be, you know, noticeably all hyped up on energy floors me. But that's kind of cool how it was created. They must have, you know, ate it after the goats pooped and they were like, nah, this isn't good. Let's try, let's try some other animals here. And, um, you know, the lemur cat thing, uh, actually. But like, imagine if we never found coffee. I know. Like it just, I wonder, I mean, I guess I would drink tea. I I drink tea, but tea makes my stomach hurt more than coffee does. Like tea generally, if I drink it on an empty stomach, I don't feel good where like coffee, I can drink on an empty stomach and I feel fine. So do you want to talk about the first ever Starbucks in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. So when I first went to Seattle, so I'm, I like Starbucks. I'm not a huge, like, basic Starbucks white girl. Like, I'm, I don't fall under that category. I'm not, like, Starbucks live or die, like, kind of person. <laughs> I just go when I, like, want a coffee and it's easy to go in the drive-thru. I do like it better than Dunkin's. I I'm probably, like, killing Shelby right now. No, but, yeah, I understand. I, I get it. I do like it better than Duncan. But, um, yeah, so when we went to Seattle, um, we went down to Pike's Place, and I was like, oh, if we're in Pike's Place, might as well go to the first Starbucks. Well, it was crazy, crazy busy, so we ended up not going. And once again, I didn't care. It wasn't that big of a deal. Well, we went for our wedding, and between you know wildfires and pandemic and all of that in between um there was like nobody at pike's place so i was like prime opportunity Mm -hmm. to go to the first starbucks yeah so i took shelby down to the first starbucks which um if you don't know where that is the original starbucks is when you it is right on pike's place market um if you actually see that famous pike's place market sign it will be to your right you have to walk down about i would say about a block um and you'll be there So, um, yeah, Starbucks was actually named after the first mate of Moby Dick, which was Starbuck. Um, I don't, that's, that kind of goes with the whole, like, if you've ever seen, you know, the original Starbucks logo where it's the 
obviously it's still a mermaid, but it's like a very weird looking mermaid. Like Mm -hmm. that's the theme that they went with. But a fun fact about Starbucks actually is the original Starbucks isn't the original Starbucks. What? Yeah. So the original Starbucks is actually like two blocks more like down from where the original Starbucks is. So my life is a lie. Yeah, and not a lot of people know this because they advertise it as the first Starbucks. Well, right. But it's not. <laughs> okay. So um, the first Starbucks was actually located on 2000 Western Avenue from 1971 to 1976. And then they decided that if they had the opportunity to move towards Pike's Place, it would be a better location because everyone goes to Pike's Place. So they actually moved it down closer to the water, everything like that. Um, It did very well for them because obviously they're, you know, huge now. And as of March 2021, Starbucks is the largest coffee house company in the world. It has 32,938 Starbucks located worldwide. And that's also followed by Duncan, which I know um, we'll let you talk about all the Duncan facts, but Duncan has 11,300 worldwide. But another thing to note too is um, when we actually went to Italy... Um, there's only one Starbucks in Italy, or at least there was a couple years ago, um, and that's in Milan. So um, it's really cool, actually. You, It's very um, historical-looking building, very pretty, vines growing up it, gorgeous. I didn't go in because the, out, the wait was about two hours to get a cup of coffee that I could get in the U.S. for, you know, yeah, like couple bucks so I I did not think it was worth it I wanted to go see some other stuff so I did not go in but it was really cool so Shelby do you just want to talk about like your experience of going to the first Starbucks yeah it was a little underwhelming to be honest um it wasn't any different than other than it was like in a building and not like a drive-thru uh it was kind of like a storefront yeah I mean it was pretty small they were really speedy because of COVID only so many people could go in at a time Right, um, we did stand outside for a while. We did stand outside. I am going to, I I just got a hot cocoa when we went because it was like more in the afternoon. I think we were just getting ready to eat dinner and I didn't want to spoil my appetite by drinking a bunch of caffeine. Yeah. Because um, caffeine does suppress your appetite, fun fact. Um, so I just got a hot chocolate. It was good. Um, they did, it was kind of decorated in a cool way, like very old and preserved like the floor was wooden and they had a sign from uh, the founder of Starbucks on the wall yeah it was cool there was nothing like super awesome amazing about it um other than saying I've been to the first Starbucks I guess yeah I would say it's underwhelming as well I mean it's cool if you're into Starbucks and you know you want to go to the first technically second Starbucks (laughs) but um but yeah I mean it was cool to say we went we did it it was small, though. Um, very crowded, too, as well. All right. Do we want to go? Let's do these last two facts for you guys, um, and then we'll jump over to Duncan. And then I just want to quickly talk about um, some of the cool coffee shops we've seen, you know, around the world. Yes. So uh, decaf does not mean caffeine-free, if you didn't know. Oh. An 8-ounce brewed cup of decaf actually contains about 12 milligrams of caffeine. In comparison... A regular cup of coffee has about 95 to 200 milligrams. A okay. can of pop or soda, depending on where you live and how you say that, has about 23 to 35 milligrams of caffeine. So when people order oh. decaf, I mean, you, I, I don't really think you can ever have, like, completely caffeine coffee. Oh, that's interesting. Coffee. I didn't know yeah. that. And it's interesting to compare it with 
a can of soda. You know what I mean? I don't even know why I called it soda. I call it pop. Pop but it just It just came yeah. up. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you compare it between that, it's like, okay, so two cups of decaf is almost like pop. It's exactly. one can of pop. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's more sugary, so I guess yeah, there's some for it. But there. yeah, I mean, 200 milligrams, I guess 95 to 200 milligrams. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, last fun fact for you guys. Starbucks opens an average of two stores a day, which is insane to me. Um, it just, I don't know, the way that they have expanded has just been crazy. And if... Yeah, I agree. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm just an advertising... I have an advertising degree, so I don't know if it's just that. But if you actually look at, like, Starbucks marketing and, like, everything that they've changed over the years, like, it is really cool. And actually... I believe Starbucks had um, a marketer that came into their company and actually went to Milan to get, like, inspiration. And then he came back and kind of, like, had all these ideas for Starbucks. And clearly, I mean, clearly it worked because they're huge, you know. So, okay. Do you want to spew some Duncan facts on us? Shelby's been waiting this whole time Duncan for this. Duncan is my life. Okay. So, in Spain, Dunkin' Donuts is called Dunkin' Coffee, which... I think is weird. Also, oh. Duncan just changed their like main logo. It used to be Dunkin' Donuts. Now it's just Dunkin'. Okay. Which kind of I explains why they're getting away from donuts. Like they don't have as many specialty donuts and they're not known for their donuts like they used to be. Um, I think this is to keep up with places like Starbucks who have things like refreshers and these non-coffee items. So it is. Now that you brought this up, I actually learned this in my advertising degree, um, the whole rebranding of Dunkin'. Uh, Starbucks and Dunkin' were actually mentioned both because of how they've progressed. And yeah, they basically wanted to keep up with all these other coffee shops. And so they were trying to simplify, simplify their names, simplify their menu, simplify the whole look and theme it better. Which I think, in my opinion, is pretty stupid because they're only the, they're one of the only fast food chains available, you know, pretty much almost everywhere that has donuts, so they should have just hardcore yeah. leaned into that and had these awesome donuts, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with that because, like, when I want a good donut, I don't ever think of going to Dunkin'. Yeah. Really, same. I don't because... No, no, they don't have anything good. No, they almost, like, pride themselves more in the specialty drinks than Which the is, donuts. like, yeah. Anyway, still love Dunkin', still a hardcore <laughs> Dunkin' fan till I die. Um, so each country has its own dunk own donut from Dunkin'. So donuts craft, they craft special donuts based on the local cuisine and culture. So in Singapore, you can get a wasabi cheese and seaweed donut. Um, and then in Asian countries, you can get a mochi donut. And in China, you can get a dried pork and seaweed donut. Ooh, None of those sound okay. really appealing. No. Um, I don't know what, like, the United States donut is, but, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, the last Duncan fact. Um, so munchkin is a specific treat kind of associated with Duncan. It is the donut hole that they... Uh, don't use when making the donuts. It started selling the donut hole treats in 1973 as a fun way to use the donut dough. And now they sell about 1 million or 1 billion munchkins donut hole treats globally per year. Wow. I know. That's that crazy? crazy. Yeah. But that's like a, that's a good way to not have waste. Yeah, for sure. Okay. That so was why do you love Dunkin' so much? We just have to like... Okay, first of all, it's cheaper than Starbucks. Agreed. Okay, I'll give and you that. And then, sure. um, 
like at Starbucks, you go and you get like a small or a, it's not even, it's a tall and a grande. You can't even call it a small and a medium. Um, right. And it's like five or six bucks. And like the cups are kind of smaller. At Dunkin', you can get a medium for like $4 or less, depending okay. on what you order. Um, and on top of that, uh, Dunkin' has, which Starbucks too has their reward system. But Dunkin', you can earn free drinks quicker than Starbucks. Like at Starbucks, you have to sell so much money in order to get a free drink. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, I remember when they did the reward system. And like, I think now if you get like 50 stars, you can get like a free food item or something or like a, a sh- extra shot in your drink. Okay. They used to not do that. Dunkin', it's very easy to earn points. I at least get, like, one free drink every two weeks. And and they have, like, things where, like, if you buy a coffee, you get, like, a free donut. And I just think they have, like, more fun things. It's better on my wallet, I should say. Okay. That's why I love Dunkin'. Also, I love donuts. So that's, yeah, that's true. Starbucks, Starbucks does have donuts, I think, depending on the location. But they're not, like, specialty donuts. They're, like, a glazed donut. Right. Okay. All right. Well, and then we're also going to try to go visit the first. And we're going to the first Dunkin' next month um, when yeah. we go to Boston. So yeah, I'm super so excited. We're really just trying to hit. What should be after Dunkin'? What what first should we hit after Dunkin'? I don't know. What else would be a good? We'll have to definitely research. We'll have to look into research. that because we'll have to put that on our, our next yeah. bucket list of things to do. Okay. So one thing I do want to mention that I don't know if you've never been out to the western part of the United States, um, there's actually, like, coffee stand setups, yeah. which I haven't seen them anywhere else. There there might be some, you know, located. No, I think they're really, like, exclusive to the West Coast. Very popular out there. Um, so when I went out to Washington for the first time, there was a bunch of, like, little coffee stand setups, which basically they're just, like, drive throughs but they're really, really tiny, like, the size of, like, a room, and you just drive through, order your coffee, and leave. My favorite is Bigfoot Java. So if you're ever out there, visit Bigfoot Java because that is probably my all-time favorite coffee shop in wherever I am. Yeah. Um, but these are just cool concepts that I wanted to bring up that I, I didn't know about. So I wanted to, you know, share it with you guys because it was just something cool that I'd never heard of before. And actually, they're very, because they're so small um, and cost-friendly, I guess, to start, you know, your own coffee stand. Um, They're very themed. So, like, owners will pick a theme. And actually, the... So, I'm just going to use Washington as an example. But, like, the state of Washington actually um, encourages you to theme your coffee stand because it really will, like, attract people's attention. So, one of the things, like, I've passed by some before that actually look like teapots... Um, which is really interesting. But another thing to know is there are a lot of topless coffee um, yeah. drive through stands. Um, and so when I see things like the teapot or something like that, I usually avoid those just because that's usually what it is. Um, Bigfoot Java is my go-to. But I did just want to bring that up because I thought it was um, very interesting. It's very cool. And I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to Yeah, there's, uh, when we went to Alaska, they had some uh, drive through coffee places also pretty themed. Um, there is one drive through coffee place that I know of in Michigan, and it is between, uh, it's kind of by Howell. Um, I've never been there. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the only place I know around here that's drive through coffee. 
Uh, also, I just want to say I did work at a coffee shop for two summers. Um, oh, yeah. And I that's kind of where my love for coffee kind of came into, although I didn't drink coffee as much when I was working because um, I just kind of served it. Okay. But I did learn a lot about coffee there. Um, that's where I learned that I like macchiatos the best. But I think if I wouldn't have worked at a coffee shop, going into some of these coffee places or even ordering um, coffee from like Dunkin' or Starbucks, it can be kind of intimidating because there is a lot on the menu. Yeah. And if you don't know what you're ordering, you might not like it. Um, so I learned a lot about coffee there, uh, kind of how to brew it, how to grind the beans, like all of that good stuff, where coffee comes from. Um, so yeah, I, I, that really changed my view of coffee. Do you have like a best or worst experience with working in a coffee shop? Um, or would you recommend it? I think I worked in like a, it was Josh's parents coffee shop. So like I know knowing the owners made it a little different. I think if you feel comfortable making drinks because a lot of people order a lot of specialty drinks and you have to steam the milk and like. It's like your intro to becoming a bartender. Exactly. I mean, no, really. It's like because, you know, you have the flavor shots and um, it can be fun at times but also when you get really busy people think that they can and I feel really bad for Duncan and Starbucks workers when people are like oh I want an iced caramel with this milk at the this shop yeah don't like, TikTok trend oh people my please gosh, don't like, do just, that you know people like customize the drink so much and it can just be a lot so be be good to your bar- baristas and just order the coffee don't make it complicated and yeah good suggestion good suggestion All right, everyone. Well, that's all we have for you. We really hope if you guys are in downtown Detroit, you visit the Roasting Plant or Madcap. Um, Madcap is also located in Grand Rapids, like Shelby had said. And yeah. Uh, Yeah, and we're going to be posting um, pictures of us visiting the first Starbucks, pictures of Madcap, and pictures of the Roasting Plant on our website and our Instagram and our Facebook. So go take a look at those. Yeah. Okay, we're coming in for a landing. Thanks, guys. See you next time.